on the Aggie Sports Network. From Learfield, from Old Chicago, welcome to the Aggies Coaches Show. Brought to you by Old Chicago, home of the Aggies Coaches Show. SC Needham Jewelers, where Utah gets engaged. America First Credit Union, financial solutions for every need. GEICO, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Larry H. Miller Dealerships, driven by you and by Stokes. Stokes Trucking, doing the right thing since 1979. Now, the Aggies Coaches Show. Here's the voice of the Aggies, Scott Gerrard. Hey, welcome on in. It's another edition of the Blake Anderson Coaches Show right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. Down the stretch we come. Only one game left in the regular season, Coach. You got a big one against New Mexico. We'll look back on the game against Wyoming. Uh, but it's good to see you. I apologize for missing that game. <laughs> hey, man, they got you st- spread thin. I get it. It's not your fault. But uh, tell you what, uh, as we get ready for New Mexico, look back on Wyoming. And, and you had mentioned uh, throughout the year that – up against big, strong, physical offense and defensive lines uh, is is a bit of a, a a battle for this team. It is. It's a challenge right now. You you don't you didn't really know. You go against yourself all spring and fall camp, and and I haven't been in this league in quite a while, and it's changed a great deal. I, I didn't exactly know how we're going to match up, and little by little, as the games and the season has progressed, you just realize there's some there's some areas that we're super quick and we're we're fast. And that has been, you know, how we won games. But uh, at times, we're, you know, we're just not quite as big as we need to be to hold point. And we've been able to make our way around it and win some games that physically had some really big bodies pushing us around. But in this particular game, it caught up to us, especially late uh, in the second half. Not so much early in the game, I think. We just made some big mistakes that put us in a, in a bad position. But down the stretch in the second half, it, it, it wore on us on both sides. We struggled to protect the quarterback. We struggled to stop the run. And even on, out on the outsides, just some of the 50-50 balls, the length that we played against, uh, we just didn't overcome it like we had in some of the games before. So uh, recruiting, development, uh, and even some schematically, we probably should match some personnel a little bit differently. I think we learned some lessons if we played those guys again tomorrow, we'd, we'd match some personnel units a little differently and try to try to beef up what we put on the field and, and give ourselves a little bit better chance to, to be physical at the point of attack. Were they were you surprised that they went to the air early on you in that in that first half? Well, as many dudes we had loaded in the box, kind of had to. Yeah. And uh, we had a lot of respect for their wideouts' length and, and really the ability to play the ball uh, at the point of attack. You know, you don't. You can have a big, tall guy, and, and he just doesn't elevate or doesn't maneuver his body. But those guys, they did a phenomenal job. Ball got around their catch radius. They brought it down, and we've been able to defend that yeah. most of the year. I mean, not all the, all of the time, but but better than we did Saturday. Um, it was just a, a lot of things. I mean, you, you snap a ball over the head of the kicker. haven't done that all year. You give up a touchdown on kickoff cover. We've done a phenomenal job of covering. The ball was in the middle field. We overran it. Um, you know, the, the fumble in plus territory, just, man, we did everything we could. Had a chance to make it a four-point game and just mistake on stop, top of mistake on top of mistake. And then I thought down the stretch is when you really saw their physical play take a toll on us. We just couldn't get them off the field. How's the uh, how's the team after the game and uh, throughout the early part of this week? They hadn't lost a game in a while. So, I know, yeah. Uh, it, it, uh, and they knew, obviously, there's a lot at stake. We wanted to control our own destiny, didn't want to put ourselves in a – position to need help from anybody but um i think the last couple days were pretty rough today a little bit of a 
let's be let's be let's take some perspective here. You know, there's I told him today there's there's ten conference championship games in the country, and there's you know there's 20 teams that have a chance to play there. There's only eight that have clinched, and there's 22 teams still fighting for a spot just like us out of 130. So we're pretty fortunate that we put ourselves in this position. Can't look backwards. We got to look forwards and, and do what we can, and that is go win on Friday, and 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 understand that there's a lot of people that need help, not just us. Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody needs somebody to help somebody at this point. You're at that point, but man, aren't we grateful that we're in that position? I mean, beginning of the season, nobody would be having this conversation with us at all. Well, you talk about meaningful November football games, and we're certainly there at that point. Is Utah State heads to New Mexico, and we'll talk about the Lobos and what to expect out of that game. But, you know, there's there's an interesting line, and I always like talking to you about the psychology of being a head coach and, and, and trying to get your guys right. You want them to be mad. You want them to be upset. You certainly don't want them to be down on themselves. You want to take that anger on the road and, and take it out on New Mexico. Uh, from a motivational standpoint, how do you walk that line? Um, I think you have to feel out each group, and every group is different. Some of them need to be screamed at. Some yeah. of them need to be uh, – Patted on the back a little bit, and, and some need a little bit of both. Uh, coaches are too. I mean, coaches needed it too. I, yeah. I, I went room to room today and got into some coaches' tail. Like, hey, pick yourself up. It's time to move forward. I mean, we uh, we, we we hate everybody hates losing, and and you put more pressure on yourself than you can ever get from the outside. Uh, we we want to be perfect, and we sure don't want to let an opportunity slip. But you cannot dwell in the past. You can learn from it, and you got to move on. There's not enough time, especially in a short week. Uh, you can't let this thing linger into the weekend and, and go down there Friday and not play the game we're capable of playing. These guys will beat you if, if you don't. I mean, they beat Wyoming just a few weeks ago. So, you know, we've got to we got to strap it up and, and, and move forward. And, again, perspective, realize we are in the middle of playing for a conference title. And we need help, but so does everybody else. So let's just go take care of our business. And I, I think guys got that today. And some of it was – Patting them on the back, someone was like, hey, get your butt moving, let's go. I mean, yeah. some of them, everybody needs a little bit of something different. Everybody, yeah, and that's interesting. And the, and the hard part is knowing what, what that is. Well, I think you only learn that by spending a lot of time together. Yeah. I, I got kids I know that I can rip them up one side and down the other, and that's the only thing they respond to. Yep. And I got others I know if I rip them up one side down the other, they shut down, you and you're them. not going to get anything out of them for, for weeks to come. So part of doing what we do is really getting to know them well enough you know, you know who you're dealing with. Coaches are the same way. I got coaches that they need, they need a butt chewing, or some of them need. All right, you understand this is, you got to, you got to know them well enough that you know what buttons to push, and if you push the wrong one, you'll shut a player down or a coach down for a long, long time and break their spirit. Uh, so it's, it's not all scream and holler. It, it's not. Some of it is, and some of it is, teaching and communicating and, and pumping them up, and they need to have confidence going into Friday that we can finish this the right way. So do you get a good vibe from these guys? I did. I did. We had a great practice today, a lot of energy uh, on both ends. And, and to me, that's the first sign. If I'm having to push them and, and, you know, poke them to get them to move, that's not how we want the day to start. Um, I thought they responded really, really well. I mean, I don't think any of us are completely over the loss. Yeah. But but we took good, really good steps in the last 24 hours to move past it. Is there a team that – uh, obviously, their offense with the triple option that they've kind of evolved into, they kind of have a little bit of an Air Force feel to them. Maybe a little I, bit. I, no, is there anybody bit. we can compare them to? Or you know, it, it is triple. There's no doubt. But yeah. it's really the triple that they ran when Bob DeBest was the offense coordinator there a few years ago. It, it, matter of fact, there's a guy on staff that was on that was on that staff that has basically taken over the offense and okay. 
and is basically duplicating that system. And I thought Bob did a phenomenal job in that system uh, before he left. It is uh, very similar. It, it It's still triple, and in that sense, what we've seen this year is Air Force. Okay. And it, it's the closest we've seen this particular year. But it's not the exact same. It's, it's a little bit more like what folks have seen in the past from New Mexico when Bob was running it. And uh, they're – they're beat up. They've got some injuries, so I don't really know exactly what we're going to see. But it has, it has put them into competitive situations over the last four or five weeks, having gone to this. And they did beat Wyoming with this system. Yeah. Uh, in, in Laramie. In Laramie, 14-3. to So you, you, that tells you everything you need to know about their, their defense. They held Wyoming to three points. So it's, uh, it, is a, it is beyond a challenge, number one, getting over the loss, two, traveling on a short week, Three, the offense and defensive systems are super unique in their own right. Um, you know, how are we, how are we going to respond? Uh, I, you know, I expect the best of our guys and that we'll play our best. That's, that's what we've got to do. I asked you on the radio show earlier today if the short week can be a disadvantage. Uh, but, but hearing you talk now, could it be somewhat of an advantage because you don't have time to wallow in, in that loss? Yeah, it's time to yeah, pick it up and let's go. Yeah. Uh, I, I think at this point in the year, I mean, you've practiced so many times. We've been – I don't know, over 300 days since we started this journey, you know, back in January. So, uh, to some degree, it's, hey, let's freshen up. Let's go play. Uh, let, let's don't wallow in it. Let's don't think about it a lot. Let's go play and, yeah. and get back out. And, and you know, you strike out a few times. Let's go out and get one. Let's finally get a bat on the ball. It's kind of the same thing. Let's get out and hit somebody. Let's get out and get some momentum going and get back to playing ball, which is what these guys love to do. It's Blake Anderson, head coach at Utah State, as the Aggies get set for a trip down to New Mexico. On Thanksgiving Day, what's uh, what's what's that going to be like for you guys? I, you know, I don't know. I, I told you today, football and turkey just kind of – that's just what it's yeah. been for my whole life. I don't remember many Thanksgivings without football involved in it. So, it, it just it, – they go hand in hand. Um, don't remember the last Thanksgiving that we weren't playing either the day of or the day after. So, it's it's the same for us. And I, I we're obviously aware that, aware this is Thanksgiving week, but I would tell you – Everybody's focused on finding a way to get to number nine. Yeah. If I went back to uh, went back into August, I remember. Uh, I hope you don't mind me telling the story. We were at uh, Mountain West Conference. Depends on what you're going to say. Well, I don't I, know what you're going to say, and you're not really giving me a whole lot of lead in that's there. That's going to be the fun part of this. Uh, but uh, we were uh, we were at Mountain West Conference media day, and you're about ready to take off and, and start fall camp. And we're like, well, we're going to see how good we are. And I'm like, oh, you're going to be good. And you're like, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We don't know yet. I've been doing this a while, man. Yeah. Until you go test yourself against other people, you don't know. I mean, but, we all look great when we're practicing against each other in spring ball and fall camp. But if um, not knowing the league and, and really not knowing how our guys are going to respond and compete and adversity, I mean, I had high hopes. But, yeah. but I was trying to be realistic. And it is year one. And this is just the beginning of what we want to build. And, I mean, that's exceeded every expectation. And, again, we didn't put wins and losses yeah. on paper. We didn't put bowl game on paper. We definitely didn't put championship game on. We just said we want to be the best team we can be. But even – I mean, I've done this a while. I, I, you really didn't know how this thing was going to go. I've been blown away by this group of guys. Well, and that's why I'm excited to see this team. And that's what I was getting to is that I'm excited to see this team on Friday. And it's a bit of a gut punch, and guys are hurting a little bit. And I'm excited to see – how they handle themselves in that kind of a situation. If you look back, I mean, they've been – we've had diversity now. You know, coming out of the Boise and, and BYU two weeks, man, they responded and did so well the next few weeks. I thought the way we challenged them to go 
to go play at San Jose State. Man, just watching that. I mean, we played hard the other day. We didn't play well. Uh, this group has responded every time I've asked them to. We've had nothing but positive. They fight. They fight for 60 minutes. Uh, they they feel like they let us down the other day, and, and I told them that's absolutely not the truth. I mean, football is competitive. How many yeah. teams in the country got one or two or three losses or still battling at the end to, to play in a championship game? And it's hard to do. It's rare that you get that opportunity. So, man, just put that stuff aside and just – Let's just keep moving. I think they're going to play lights out. Yeah. I think we're going to get to nine and three, and who knows, man? Maybe a week from now we're playing for a title, man. I, it. I, I was talking to Wells the other day. Said the same scenario. His first year, they needed to win the last week. They needed San Diego State. Oh, to I wasn't going to bring it up. So but there yeah, you you're, go. you're spot on, actually. So, I mean, it was. Why not? Why not again? Why it not? was. It was earlier in the day. Utah State had won, <laughs> and then Boise San Diego State that night, and it went into overtime. Okay. And San it Diego, probably will again. And San you know. Diego State got the win and got Utah State a spot in the so. uh, Mountain West Conference Championship game against uh, Derek Carr and Fresno. Yeah. So I mean, who knows? Who knows? All we can hand, all we can do is take care of us. Yeah. If we'll go play the game we're capable of playing, and find a way to to, to win. And and I told him today, it will not be easy. It will be, it will not be easy. Their offense, their defense. Rocky Long is as good a defensive yeah. coach there is on the planet, and has been for a long time. Uh, we're we're gonna have to we're gonna have to go earn it. But if they'll go take care of business, number one, nine and three is huge. That's the elite. There's only a handful yeah. of teams that win nine games a year, especially after coming off one and five. And then the possibility of ten or eleven, man, I, 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 unbelievable. With this, like I said, this group is un- unreal. Nine's a big number. There's Nine's no a big number it. for anybody. Yes. Yep. But but even bigger considering, you know, all the unknowns and and all the all the transition and, and how last season went. Uh, I, I think they've done an amazing job. I mean, that was my my message today, man. Let's let's do step back and take a look here, man. Sometimes you got to remind yourself, hey, we we've done okay here. Let's let's yeah. let's pick it back up. Take a break. Come back if you got questions for coach. We'll hear those coming up next as well as we are live here at Old Chicago. And remember, if you've got a USU Credit Union card as well, come by and uh, show that to Ajay or whoever here, and they'll. Uh, Put you in a opera and raffle for a chance to win some prizes there as well. It's all straight ahead. You're listening to Aggie Football from Learfield. Welcome on back. You're listening to the Aggie Coaches Show featuring Blake Anderson as Utah State. Uh, get set for the regular season finale. And, man, it feels weird to say that. It feels like – It went actually, quick, didn't it? I mean, Washington State feels like a year ago and also like yesterday at the same time. Man, it flies by. Man, it just, it's a blur. Yeah. I feel like I just got here the other day. Well, and you guys, I mean, you're the ones working the 80, 100-hour weeks. So, so I'm always curious to know if it goes by quick for you or if it's just a, a grind. It's hard. It, it does go by quick. I mean, obviously, there's some long, long days. Yeah. But but you look up and it's game time again. Um, it, re- it literally seems like I was announced as a head coach like five minutes ago. It yeah. just, it's gone by so quick. But um, you know, it's it's you are guys are tired. I mean, they're tired. It's it's they work a lot of hours. It's I don't think people completely understand. And even our schedule, I, I try, our schedule is amazing. I try really hard to give these guys some balance. But they're all they're all work well above and beyond what I ask them to and. Um, they're 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 exhausted. Yeah. They're, but we were talking today. Just enough time, just enough energy left to finish it and finish it well, 
and we'll rest when it's over. Yep. Uh, that's uh, well. I was going to say that's what December's for, but no, also it's, have for, bowl it's game called and, recruiting and bowl. Yeah, game. and recruiting. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, with you know, and you had mentioned that uh, you know you need to get bigger, you need to get stronger, and Paul Jackson's going to have a big part to yeah, do with that. Huge. But also recruiting has recruiting. a big part to that as well. Yeah, I think now we got a better grasp of what the league looks like and kind of what our our issues are going to be. We we we're not going to change how we play. We we just need to get better at it. We want to we want to add as much team speed as we can. But we want to balance that line. We have to be physical enough when you play Air Force and Colorado State and, and BYU and, and Boise and, and Wyoming. I mean, you have to be able to physically match up up front and still maintain the edge and speed out in space. So um, we're going to try to affect that in recruiting as much as we can. And I love the guys we've got committed and some of the guys that we're targeting right now. But nutrition and, and development in offseason is a huge part of that as well. So we'll, uh, we'll affect it in every way. It doesn't happen overnight. It's going to take, it's going to take some time. Uh, but uh, I think we, know a, we obviously know a lot more right now than we did starting the season, and, and now we can attack the problem a little bit more effectively. Um, and then also, too, I, I, I know you can't talk a lot about individual guys, obviously, in, re, in recruits, but do you anticipate – most of your high school guys being signed coming up next month. I do, I do. I feel like we're gonna feel like we're gonna be probably, which honestly everybody about ninety five percent done okay. uh, at that level. A lot of high school guys to build up the youth of our roster. We are gonna have some some veteran guys that we're gonna add to the group. That's probably gonna be an ongoing process. It doesn't happen immediately. Uh, still tracking the portal on a daily basis. Still looking at junior college players, and we'll just continue that process as long as needed to kind of use a free agency route to fill some uh, veteran, veteran departures. Yeah. So, you know, where you've got a gap, maybe a senior that's leaving that's played a ton of snaps and has been a really your every down player, maybe the guy on our roster that's behind him isn't quite ready to step into that role, uh, needs another year or two of development, we'll plug in uh, maybe a veteran player. Where we've got young guys ready to go, we'll continue the high school route. So it's, it's going to need to be a blend. I don't ever want to go all the way one way or the other. I don't think it benefits us to be competitive on a yearly basis. And the goal is to improve the team a little bit for next season. And yeah. obviously we've got super high standards at this point. We've yeah. set expe- you know, we we probably shouldn't have shouldn't have come out and won nine, you know, nine in year one because uh, you know, we, we, we should have slowed it down a little bit. But it's hey, I love it. It's exciting that we have the ability to be that competitive that quickly. Have you noticed in some of the conversations you've had uh guys more receptive now than maybe they were oh, in yeah. August, September? Yeah, I mean, they love the – I mean, everybody wants to be a part of a yeah. program, and they've seen uh, – I think we were realistic with all of them in the first place. Hey, this may take us a little while to get it going, and they've seen immediate success. They love the offense and defensive style of play. The people that have come to games, our fan base, our student section, you cannot come to the game without going, wow. Yeah. So uh, I, I love where we're at in the recruiting process. We're holding off and battling some power fives. On some guys that are committed, that's going to be a battle down the stretch. Uh, you know, I, I, every year that you go in recruiting, as you get more acclimated to the footprint, the more people you get to know, the more relationships you build, recruiting will only get better. And that's the one thing that was a little bit of a of a hard part for us is well, most of us really don't know the footprint all that well. Yeah. Uh, but we've got a handful of guys who are doing a phenomenal job of targeting and really, you know, I think – building some relationships in a, in a very short period of time. I was talking to a high school coach. He's been just over the moon thrilled with the amount of contact that yeah. you've had with him, that your assistant coaches yeah. have had with him, and said that you guys have done a remarkable job coming in here and, and 
ingratiating yourself with the community. And, and most of us with guys on my staff, uh, and, and they just do it. I mean, DJ T. Oliveira has the state yeah. of Utah for the most part. Uh, Alva Lapuaho has some of that too. Dave Roberson handles personnel for us. But then we do a lot of by, a lot of recruiting by position is, uh, once we've targeted it. And everybody knows, and this is our motto, you recruit every single day year-round. There is no break in recruiting. I know there's some other head coaches that have mentioned you wait till the season's over with, but we do not. We recruit every single day. If you're not recruiting, you are getting beat that day, in my opinion. And that makes for a really, really tough profession because you're trying to win games and you're recruiting at the same time. I don't know how many hours in the day that is, but it's a lot. The uh, the transfer portal. I know you've been asked a bunch about this. I'm actually thinking the uh, the kids that I that kind of worry about getting lost in the shuffle are JC kids. Yeah, it's it's been an issue. Uh, you know, it's been a, now. I, I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure that, and I don't remember when the the trend changed. I coached JC ball for a while, and back when I was coaching JC ball, you still had all the Power Fives and Division One schools coming through. There was a shift in recruiting at one point where people just kind of started staying away a little bit. And only a handful of people were taking them. Now, we we continued to recruit uh, some J.C. kids at Arkansas State when I was there. I mean, we had players of the year on offense and defense that, that were J.C. guys, several that went to the NFL. But it has changed the dynamic uh, of the junior college, college recruiting a little bit. And now the portal just adds more guys in the mix. We'll see how that continues. Now, the 1AA's and Division twos have probably benefited a good bit from yeah. that. Yeah, interesting. All right, as we continue on getting you ready for New Mexico coming up this week, if you've got a question for Coach, raise your hand, and we'd love to get a uh, get a question answered or answered by you. Uh, when you look at this New Mexico team on the road, and I have not had a chance to, uh, with all my travels, I have, I, I've, I've done a little bit of breakdown, but I haven't looked at fan attendance and stuff. Could it have that same kind of vibe that maybe – uh, a UNLV or maybe some of those other games? Or are they getting some people out there? Yeah, I, I would expect that it'll be a pretty low crowd. Yeah, you know, Thanksgiving, Friday. Uh, you know, they've obviously not had the season that that Danny wanted to have. I, I would think we'd probably be somewhere between ten and fifteen thousand. So it's supposed to be a beautiful day, sixty degrees, sunny, about perfect weather. Um, but I, I would not expect it to be electric by any means. It has the ability to be that way, but I just don't. When I watch tape. It yeah. doesn't look like they're getting that kind of crowd. It'll be senior day for them, so maybe that'll that'll create a little bit more energy in, in their fan base. But uh, I, I, it's not it's not what they expected, and what what his plans were starting the season. They started two and zero, and and then they had a ton of injuries. So it's it's changed little by little for them all year. But it could be another one of those games where you have it to kind of create oh, no your own doubt. juice. No doubt. I've already told the guys you better be ready because yeah. you cannot. You cannot expect it come from the crowd at all. Well, and that's that's not new to these guys. I mean, they've dealt no. with it. Didn't do it real well <laughs> in uh, in a couple of those areas. It, it it's again it adds another dimension to the challenge that we're facing, and we're going to find out if we're mature enough to, to get over the hump with it. So I'm going to ask you this again. I asked you this earlier today, but I'm still a little salty about it. And I'm sure you are <laughs> as well. Uh, okay. DT not as a finalist for the Blitnikoff Award. It just doesn't make any sense to me at all. You know, I wish I could tell you I'm surprised. I mean, I'm disappointed. Yeah. And I do believe he deserves to be one of the three. But if you look at who those guys are on a yearly basis, I, you know, they tend to come from some of the same kind of yeah. locations. Yeah. We've been through this. We've had guys over the past five years that have been in the same shape DT's been and got treated kind of the same way. So it's frustrating. Uh, I know this, though. He'll tell you he'd much rather have a conference title than he would – 
uh, uh, Blitnikoff Trophy. Well, and and I don't know. You may you may know this guy. He's not the only one that could be upset because this dude from Western Kentucky's putting oh, no up doubt. all kinds of numbers. It, it, exactly. Same same conversation for that guy. Yeah. So it, it is what it is, and kind of know that going in. It's honored that he was you know a finalist to begin with, but to not make the top three. Yeah, I'm frustrated for both those guys, and I don't even know the other one, but I know his numbers yeah. are off the page good, and and he's earned them so. Well, coming up next, we'll have a chance to uh, chat with some of these student-athletes, uh, Cole Motes, as well as Cash Gilliam in the building tonight. I believe they are. Yeah, they're here. Okay, there we're we go. We're chopping on food right now. Let's go, man. Get, get that food. It's all right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. All right, welcome on back. You're listening to the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. It's Utah State Coaches Show as we are live here at Old Chicago getting you ready for the final regular season game of the year. Feels weird. Uh, Cash Gilliam, kind enough to join us, as well as Cole Motes from that offensive line. Uh, Cash, let's start with you. How you doing, man? I'm doing fine. I'm going to bring your mic up just a little bit. There I'm, we go. I'm sorry. No, no, you're all good. Uh, just as long as you don't curse like apparently you remember I did back <laughs> in the day. It was it was a weird game. It was Colorado State, man. Anyway, that's beside the point. All right, so let's talk about how much fun. I mean, obviously the Wyoming game was was disappointing, but overall this season, from what you had to deal with last year and and the ups and downs of of college football, to be able to be on the precipice of a nine win regular season has got to be really 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 good for you. Yeah, it, it, it's a great feeling. Um come together with the guys and uh, know we worked so hard in the off season to uh, make this possible. And, you know, just believing in what the coaches had, uh, told us and following through with the uh, plan every week. Cole, how about you and uh, what you've been through and uh, and uh, how much are you enjoying this season? Um, can you hear me all right? Yep, you're good. Cool. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Um, just kind of have an opportunity to play and some crazy uh, circumstances. Coming and having that opportunity, it's really been super fun and just love the senior class we have and those leaders. How, uh, how 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 fun is it for an offensive lineman to play in this system, in this offensive system? You know, it's it's pretty fun when you got Coach Jackson getting you right in the off season, getting you in yeah. shape. And, I gotta um, imagine it's not a lot of fun in the off season. <laughs> I mean, no, it's, it's definitely a lot of fun. Yeah, um, definitely the high tempo. Um, you can see the D line wearing, getting worn out most of the game and stuff. So it's fun to just be able to play at a different level than those guys. Cash, how about you? What's the uh, from the training standpoint? What's what's it been like with Coach Jackson, and and uh, and do you feel the benefits of that throughout the course of the season? Uh, yeah, yeah. Coach Jackson really got us right in the off season. You know, just from a mindset, you know how we uh, go about our business day in day out. He really instilled a great mindset in the team, and you know, for his first day ever talking to us, he said he's going to turn us into apex predators. You know what I'm saying? Make make sure we uh, we do all the hunting, and that's what he did. So. After a, after a disappointing loss, um, Cole, what's the message in that locker room, knowing that you still have your goals in front of you, uh, there's still an opportunity to win a division title, what's uh, what's the mood in the locker room like right now? Um, it's been great, you know, just the same mentality, 1-0 every week, and obviously we didn't get the job done, but having great leaders like the seniors this year in the senior class help, you know, pick some of us up, like guys like me that are newer to the the program and stuff like that, just picking us up and carrying us along and saying it's going to be all right. Still got to fight to the end and obviously go 1-0 every week. So attitude's been great, and uh, everyone was 
Juice was there today at practice, and it was a, it was a great day today. So just moving on and focus, focus, focusing on New Mexico this week. Cash, how about you? Uh, you're one of the leaders on this team. You've been around the block once or twice. Uh, do you take it upon yourself to uh, make sure this team's right on Saturday? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, it doesn't start on Saturday, uh, kind of like what Cole said. We, oh, on uh, Friday. Sorry. Yeah, yeah on yeah. Friday. Uh, it doesn't start on Friday this week. It started, you know, um, on Monday when we came in and uh, dissected the film, um, you know, seeing what we needed to work on. And, um, you know, we're looking forward to moving past that and just building on what we got to do to uh, get the win this week and go 1-0. and That's been our mantra the whole season, so it's going to continue to be that win or loss. Um, the uh, the way you guys have played this year and the way that um, the energy and the juice, where does that come from, Cash? Is that is that from the leaders on this team? I mean, because it seems like you'll look on the sideline and guys are always fired up and ready to go. Um, <coughs> honestly, I could say we, we – Coach Bonda kind of brought brought the juice to the defense. Uh, I could say for the defense, Coach Bonda kind of brought the juice in the springtime. You know, he came from Miami. They got a yeah. lot of swag. And, yeah. you know, they tradition, they tradition, like, is to have the swag. So he kind of brought that to our defense. And we just try to spread it out throughout the whole team. You know what I'm saying? Feed off each other. On the offense rocket, we rolling. So that's how we kind of feel. Cole, on the offensive side, it's been an interesting year. You guys have dealt with injuries on the offensive line. Guys have had to play different positions. Uh, what has that been like for you to try to uh, make sure you're ready to go at, at any given moment? Um, I'd say just the biggest thing is always just paying attention throughout the week. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, with the, after last year with the COVID year and everything, everyone's got to be ready no matter what. So just staying ready throughout the week and uh, – I give a lot of credit to the coaches, too, for keeping not only the starters ready in practice, but the second string, and from then on, too. Um, just having everyone locked in, ready to go, and making sure everyone knows their assignments and stuff like that is just kind of what it's always been. So, Cole, give us your backstory. How did you end up at Utah State? Where did you, uh, you play high school? And uh, kind of give us the backstory there. Um, so I'm from a small town, Thatcher, Arizona, in the Gila Valley, southeastern Arizona. And came from a 2A high school, so super small, small okay. football. Um, ran the Veer, trip option, high school, and stuff like that. And kind of was recruited by Matt Wells um, 2018 to be a tight end and stuff like that. And yeah. Obviously went on a mission for a little bit. And with all the coaching changes and stuff. Because um, I, I remember you working with Luke a little bit with the tight ends. Uh Yeah, I, I was fortunate to meet Coach Luke Wells and – in contact with him and then with coach frank miley staying here and just being able to stay in contact with him just communicate all throughout my time uh on my mission and stuff like that and as i when i came back um obviously it was gary anderson and uh, his staff and just talking to the o-line coach and stuff like that they just thought it'd be best for me to play o-line and so it kind of caught me by a little bit by surprise but just was willing to do whatever it took for me to be part of the team and help out. So, so does that mean you get to when some, make an announcement like that? Does that mean uh, in a switch? It means, hey, it's time to uh, load up on the calories. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> had to uh, had to gain a lot of weight in the off season when I first got here, and kind of my first year was just a just a lifting year, kind of get try to get the strength under me and stuff like that. And definitely, definitely build my body into yeah 
into the position. Into what it is today, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Cash, uh, talk about your backstory. I know you've been here for a bit. Um, but uh, what was the process that brought you here to Utah State? Well, uh, yeah, I have been here kind of a couple of years now. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> but it goes by fast, doesn't it? Yeah, real fast. But I, um, I started my college career at University of Kentucky. Uh, I played uh, two years at Kentucky. I registered in my freshman year there. And then from Kentucky, I went and played um, JUCO football in Arizona, at uh, Arizona Western in Yuma. Yep. Um, which no longer have JUCO football, but rest in peace to the JUCO football there. But so a I lot was of those in, Arizona schools had to give it up, right? Yeah, yeah. But then from Arizona, I got recruited. Um, since I was out west, I got recruited by UTEP, Akron, and um, Utah State. And we had just came off of an eleven and two season, so I was like, "It's a no-brainer. I'm going to Utah State." So that's how I ended up here, and I've been grateful and thankful ever since. So, what? Uh, from your, uh, for, you know, your development as a leader and a, and a guy that's been with this team for a bit, um, what's the mindset need to be to finish the season strong when you go out there on the field against New Mexico? Um, I feel like the mindset needs to be just um, don't get satisfied and keep holding each other accountable. You know, when um, stuff doesn't go right, it's easy to stop holding the people accountable. It's easy to let stuff slip, you know what I'm saying? I feel like we just got to keep doing a little stuff right and keep holding each other accountable, keep having fun, and never get satisfied, and we'll be just fine. What uh, after a locker in the locker room after a tough loss like that? Uh, one thing that I talked to some of the coaches, there's no finger pointing. Everybody just said, "Hey, let's get it right and let's fix it." Is that uh, something you're proud of? Yeah, yeah. We never been a big, we never did the finger pointing thing since spring, since winter workouts. You know what I'm saying? We just always. That comes with coach from Coach Jackson. Yeah. When we're running and somebody doesn't make their time, don't nobody smack their lips. Doesn't nobody put the, don't nobody put their head down. They go lift each other up unless we're gonna make the next sprint. You know what I'm saying? So it it started back in the winter during winter workouts. We started that that bond and that growth and that that maturation process. So yeah. Cole, on the offensive side, there's been big moments where this team has taken over in the second half of games. You mentioned it. Have you noticed with the pace in which you guys play? Sometimes in the third or fourth quarter, you see D linemen that were causing you problems maybe in the first half, not causing you as many problems because you've worn them down. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think that's the name of the game to play a pace offense or play with pace as an offense. Um, just slowly start grinding it away at the defense. And as the drives are going and the playmakers we have, um, they're going to get tired. And obviously we're tired too. But when we, we know when we're tired that they have to be twice as tired on the, on the other side of the ball. And that's just the name of the game, I think. And um, so, yeah. What's uh, what's the fraternity like with offensive linemen? Because uh, you know, you guys have your own little corner of the locker room. You guys are uh, kind of a close knit group. What's what's that group like? Oh man, I don't I don't even know where to start. <laughs> but uh, now we're, Cash, we're you definitely. Wanna, you want to wait? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, I'm definitely my second position is offensive tackle. So <laughs> there you go. One more, I'm one injury away from going to my second position. I just love throwing it. That out there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, but the uh, the bond of the linemen's like no other, man. Like you know, we're all brothers and we're all we're all hanging out, and going to dinner and stuff, and doing a lot of things together, and and just really getting along and on and off the field. And so it's definitely a it's definitely a brotherhood, and something I'm glad to be a part of. So uh, your family's here. Uh, you've got you've got you've got a kid, and and what's that like li life like to uh, to have focus on just not just football, but but big big issues in life. Um, um, it's definitely definitely you definitely had to grow up or grow up a little bit. With, yeah, 
with having a kid and life will life will hit you hard especially during fall camp when my son was born and oh wow to balance stuff out like that but I'm not complaining Definitely did you just, miss any uh, time um no he was actually born the one week off that we had right <laughs> right now, going into fall camp so now that's what we call family planning right yeah, there it was, good it job was by you. Out perfectly but yeah just had to grow up and um grateful for coach anderson all the help that i've had by my side along with this and you know it's been it's been hard like like everyone else having kids and stuff like that with the job but um the way i was raised you just got a man up and yeah i love it all right so cash uh when the day comes and it's time to uh hang up the cleats you getting into coaching what you have any no, plans on no. what, what life's going to look like for you no i'm not going to get into coaching <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna get into coaching. I don't. I don't think I could. I will. Uh, hmm, that's a great question. I want to do real estate. Probably maybe open up a, a work training facility yeah. back at home. You know, make it really cheap to just give uh, a mentor to my community and a place to you know better their skills and just be that person that I didn't have. So you started at Kentucky. Where'd you grow up? Oh, I grew up in Dayton, Ohio. Oh, I was okay. born in Atlanta, Georgia. Grew up in Dayton, Ohio. So Akron was probably appealing to you a little bit when they came after you. No. No, okay, never mind. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But shout out to Akron. <laughs> Thank you, but no, it wasn't appealing. <laughs> no. Well, gentlemen, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming by. Good luck against New Mexico. I, I do got to ask you, though, like I was asking Coach this earlier, like, you know, from a fan and broadcaster standpoint, the season go by is really fast for us. Mm -hmm. Does it go by fast for you because you guys are the ones lifting the weights and and have all the aches and pains and everything that goes along with it. Does the season still go by quick for you guys? Honestly, I kind of get mad at Coach Anderson uh, probably like once a week because he comes into the team meeting on Monday and lets us know how many practices we have left. <laughs> and I hate it because it's my last season. I'm like, I don't want to know how many practices I So on Monday he came in and said we got one more practice left, so one more work day left. So um, it go by pretty quick, especially when he reminds you every yeah. week. Cole, does it go by quick for you too? Yeah, I think it does. Just along with school and stuff like that, it just flies by and just yeah. Uh, time flies when you're having fun, you know. So that's true. Well, Ed, let's uh, let's keep it rolling. Hopefully, there's another game next week, and uh, certainly a bowl game after that. But we appreciate it. Thanks for uh, doing great work out there. Thank you. Okay, that is you. Cash Gilliam, uh, Cole Motes, as we uh, wrap things up. Coming up next, final thoughts from Coach Anderson. You're listening to the Aggie Coaches Show from Learfield. All right, final segment of the Blake Anderson Coaches Show. By the way, this is why you need to be here at Old Chicago. I don't know if Cash Gilliam orders his jerseys extra, extra small, but watching Cole Motes try to pry that jersey off of him, was uh, that was impressive. It was worth the prize of admission, no doubt. He's got such a big head, can't get it over that big head of his. <laughs> uh, no, it's good. That was kind of funny. I wish hopefully somebody got that on video because that's not something you see every day. A lot of people think those jerseys are just the same ones you go to your uh, local, you know, you know, no. store it. No, there's, those are different. Well, if there's any loose material, the, the opponent's going to grab it. So you, they're like skin tight, but they don't even have his pads underneath. I don't know how they get it on with the pads. I, I, I don't know how he breathes. All right, keys against uh, New Mexico. What do you need to do to get out of Albuquerque with a W? Uh, I mean, turnover's huge. Yeah. Obviously, turnovers, we can't uh, – because what they're doing offensively at this point, they're really shortening the game. Yeah. They're only playing like 50, 55 snaps of defense a game, and we're used to getting 80 snaps. So, and we can't we can't waste any possessions. Um, 
triple option football, our defense is going to have to be where they're supposed to be. You know, who's got the dive, quarterback pitch, same kind of deal, and, and then the play action that comes off of it. So sound, just sound, fundamentally sound football, and then playing with an intensity level that, uh, I mean, you can see that we've moved on from last week, and the guys know the urgency of the weekend. So I'm hoping if we can get those things done, that uh, our speed in space and our skills, you know, skill sets that we kind of lean on, I think those things will, will get us the, over the hump. How are they up front offensive line? Uh, you know, they're a lot like us, and they're, they're not built like what we've seen. So the matchups are, are going to be way more reasonable. Now the, the thing with them is just what they do schematically on offense, it bit, you know benefits them. You know, it doesn't, when you're running triple option, a lot of times you're turning guys loose and working the second and third levels. Their defense is all about movement, all about guys coming from the second and third levels. So there's a lot of chaos involved there too. So it'll be quickness versus quickness, I guess. Not not that big physical look that we've seen with Wyoming and Colorado State and some of those guys in the last few weeks. So it's not a fair question to ask, but, but you're going to ask it anyway. I, I see that look on anyway. your face. Um, you're going to have so the San Diego State Boise State game kicks off an hour before yours. Uh, will you be keeping tabs on that throughout the game? I, I, I won't, but but now I'll be in every stadium you're in. It typically pops up on the screen, yeah. and we got people that are not on the field that are. Obviously, keeping an eye on it. Man, ain't nothing we can do about it. We yeah. just got to go play. So, I, I really I, I want to focus on, on winning the game. Yeah. I just – if it's halftime yeah. in San Diego State's up midway through the fourth, you know, t- by three touchdowns, like, you guys better close this thing out. <laughs> well, I've already told them they better close it out anyway. Yeah. You think you felt bad last week losing? Oh, yeah. Go down there and lose, not play the kind of game we're supposed to play, and then San Diego State take care of business. And you're still not playing that sucker. Yeah. I mean that 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 one's one that haunts you forever. You don't you don't get this opportunity very often. We cannot pass on it. And, and again, I, I completely expect it's going to be a challenge to get the win. I, I just have that much respect for Danny and Rocky and how they'll prepare this team. But I, I, I don't want to be looking at the scoreboard, and I sure don't want to come out of it thinking, man, what if? That staff's going to get it going. Oh no doubt. Yeah. I, I, no, they got the right guy, and yeah. they just have hit a ton of injuries. But with what they do defensively. I mean, the whole time I was a Rocky, he had, you know, he had less to work with, and we led the league in defense every year. Every year, it's he, like. and he's still phenomenal at what they're do, doing now. And I think they're on the right track offensively once they get everybody healthy. It's going to be a nightmare for people. Yeah. Well, coach, appreciate it. It's been a blast. Absolutely. Let's, uh, let's do it again next week. Let's right? do it again next week. Love it. That's Blake Anderson. This is your coach's show as Utah State gets set for a battle against the Lobos. Remember, pregame show will begin at 10 a.m. Kickoff is at 11 a.m. Uh, on the Friday after Thanksgiving. So make sure to hang out with us and uh, hopefully enjoy another Aggie W. This is Aggie football from Learfield.